popular than a BB-88 toy, it's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast on the Laser Time Podcast Network, hosted by me, Henry Gilbert. That's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. It's BB-8, you idiot. Woo! BB-88. I said BB-88. No, it's BB-8. BB-8. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, do it over. Take two. Big, beautiful Hey, eights. everybody. Welcome to... Uh, <laughs> And I'm here with the uh, regular old co-host, right Christopher on Antista. <laughs> hey, Chris. Hi. And also here with The Walking Dave. Hi. Dave Rudd. No guests this week. Sorry, guys. But uh, I'll get back on that real soon. I uh, wish Brett would be on here, but he's too busy. Special guest is temperature, heat, and yep. smell. Yes. But you oh have my to be goodness! Thirty-three percent humidity, eighty-eight degrees. I tell you, right guard, Ooh. not guarding me again. Nobody and, comments. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's hundred eighty-eight degrees where I live. We have no AC. We have no. Yeah, we have no air conditioning. Boy, I would. Yes, I would rather be in Florida right now, where it would be like hundred and six, because there'd be air conditioning inside or ventilation, or uh. it, like it's just the apartment's not built that way. And we can't run fans while we run the show, and yep. we've done that all day. <sighs> so no, I'm just yes. saying. Don't comment on how hot it is in your town and how you have it worse because you don't. This is miserable. It's not, the heat's making us slightly defensive. It, is, it has yes. never been this bad. Never. No, I, this is not why I live in San Francisco. This is the opposite of why I live in San Francisco. It really is. But, well, first off, what I wanted to say is, uh, well, speaking of uh, being here, when I moved away from Florida, I left a lot of things behind. I took all my favorite uh, comic books. I brought all the trade paperbacks with me, but mm-hmm. I left it home. All my long boxes of single issues. And I thought to myself, I remembered a promise I made to myself as a young boy, which was I heard about uncles and aunts and and other people who in the 60s and 70s, when they grew up, they threw away their comics. And they regretted it. They're like, oh, if I'd only saved my comics from the 60s, I could I'd be a rich man now. And I told myself then, I'll never throw away my comics. I'll value these forever. Now we cut to 33. Uh, they're getting packed up in my old house and the prospect of me dealing with them has now become a reality and the, there is no place to put my long boxes anywhere in my one uh, in my studio apartment. And I am dangerously close to saying, get rid of everything but Amazing Spider-Man. That's the one I will keep because yeah. I do... I have 300 of the 600 issues of Amazing Spider-Man wow. in print, but... Actually, more than that, more than half of the issues ever of Amazing Spider-Man. Well, but, I mean, you said it on a stream, but like nothing in that long box is worth it. They're not worth anything. No, at, at most, I've probably got like a, a handful that are worth ten bucks. Thing, bet, things but. that become worth uh, worth money is due to largely to supply and demand. And if you if, if you, you think print a million of them in gonna, the nineties, yes. if this is going to yeah. be worth money someday, I'll save it. You're probably wrong. Mm-hmm. And also, when everybody was saving it, nobody but, I think, like, the most OCD of people in mm-hmm. the 60s were sa- were actually putting their comics they were in weirdos. plastic bags. And, yeah, they were the biggest weirdos. And then I say, I say, to, I say this, you'll do a lot better. Not mm-hmm. no, no need to hoard everything. Uh, uh, pick something esoteric, obscure, that applies specifically to you and say, I'm going to hold on and cherish this. Yeah. That's way more likely, yeah. likely to not only be worth money, but to be worth something to you as your life goes on. Uh, yeah. a, a, a hundred issue Spider-Man book never be worth it <sighs> never be worth a fucking well, set well honestly the amazing Spider-Mans are worth it to me I sure, remember no, being that's yeah. what I'm saying it's Those worth it ones, to you yeah. and therefore it has no it has yeah. it's invaluable and that's I can go cool. through the rest and see what I want to keep but I think I have I would say the equivalent there's of a, there's eight sh- long boxes I got a shitload I- of 70s Thors I think I could just light on fire <laughs> Really? Uh, yeah, from the seventies. Yeah, 70s? yeah. those well, aren't valuable. I had to budget. I had Not to budget really. by comic. Book. No, dude, no, almost no comic is worth any money. Unless uh, it had a first appearance of somebody famous, then then uh, yes, it is. But you likely don't own it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was it. Also, this weekend, huh, there's too much Star Wars. Like, I, I just want to put my foot down and say, like, look, guys. I want to buy things as much as anybody, and I am excited for the new Star Wars and all the stuff they're selling. Oh, I didn't, I didn't tweet it. To, to but you can't sell toys of stuff three months before the movie comes out, and it, like, well, that's oh, we did, and that's why people have Jar Jar Binks toys. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I just I, I looked at it as as in you are, but I just thought it was grown adults ransacking yes. toy aisles and Toys R Us when like what you're trying to do is recapture the spirit of your youth and your. Uh, youngling passion <laughs> and by doing that you are blocking an actual young person from having that experience mm-hmm. whereas uh, like uh, what your ducktails fandom no kids want those yeah exactly it's mine it's <laughs> yes, mine exactly. I can't have it like 
Yeah, more of those. Well, I think those nerds, even if they have somebody, they may not have their own kids. And even if they have their own kids, they're still like, well, this is dad's toy. And now this is, and I got a second one for you. So I went into a little obscure store in San Francisco uh-huh. um, to see how they stacked up in the Star Wars equation because uh, apparently it was gone at like Targets. And yeah, Force Toys Friday it was this, called. This, this, this. Yes. Uh, and I went into a little independent. A uh, homosexual-based uh, toy store called the Disney Store, um, and it like it's crazy unpopulated because it's not. I guess it's not a cool place to be if you're. It's kind of in a touristy area. Oh yeah, and it's, well, it's, it's yeah, it's on Powell Street. They are like, constructing a, a a subway to uh, Chinatown, so it's a fucking mess. You can't Whoa. see it. The, the oh, street, that's what they've been building. There? Yeah, the street, I have no the, idea. The, the street huh. literally doesn't exist. It's blocked off, and they're digging it up. And it looks like crap. Uh, but it's across the street from the Ferrari Store, another tourist wow. idiot tour store. Yes. Uh, but I love. The, I just go to the Disney Store and browse. And uh, not, I don't buy anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they have uh, an outrageous amount of Star Wars merchandise, oh. including the BB-8 toy. Um, the $150 BB-8 toy. Yeah. It all says Disney Store or Disney Store exclusive on it, but it looked like a lot of the shit I was seeing in Target's, the same red boxes. Mm. And like they were just <clears throat> completely fucking stacked. And really cool shit. Yeah. Uh, I am obviously on... I, I say this because I'm also trying to tell myself, Chris, don't do... Yes, this TIE fighter is $10, and it's unreasonably heavy, and it's so cool. Uh, but don't buy it. I don't buy it, but I want to. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, I, of course, I read this week uh, for the What You've Been Reading segment. Uh, Shattered Empire? S- Star Wars Shattered Empire. Yes. Um, I read that as well. Yes. And, and it was uh, it was nice. It was. I couldn't uh, believe people were like, "There I mean, are major spoilers in a bridge." It's, so it, it is called what is it called? Like the uh, the journey to Force yeah, the Awakens. The journey to Force Awakens, which a lot of shit has to happen on the way to Force Awakens. Like, it, uh, yeah, especially with this first issue, which takes place technically like four seconds after yeah. the end of uh, ah, the, the credits are over. Actually, well, no, it starts before. It's, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's end. when it, it ends four yeah. seconds after the credits of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. but it's it is pretty neat. I I saw the internet losing its shit over spoilers mm-hmm. potentially in it huge reveals I'm like that's this is not a huge reveal I don't reveal. know if I saw anything as a huge reveal like well I don't want to get too spoiler in ourselves but I don't think it's that much of a spoiler but characters of the main gr- roster like they get like four lines yes. in the comic they're not the stars of Shattered Empire the characters they focus on in Sharded Memories are the parents of someone from Force Awakens. Oh, um, I, that I didn't know. I did not know. And that. that's what it is. It, okay. it's, it's meaningless. It doesn't, well, now you've like, spoiled the whole book for me. It's not yeah. the whole book. It's not what it, <laughs> like, everything, everything beyond that is even cooler than that. Mm. Because, because uh, the, like they take down Endor... Uh, sorry, the the battle for Endor occurs. They're on the forest moon of Endor. Chris. Yes, yes, the forest moon of Endor. But there's still an imperial holdout that's not going to fucking leave. And like as Han Solo says, like, Eddie yeah, walks in right by us. It wouldn't be. <laughs> It'd be rude. Be to rude leave. to leave without kicking the shit out of what's left uh, of the em- hey, empire. Hey, thanks for here. your yub nub party, but we're not going to help. The yub and it was it was cool. And like, and not only I, it is the first Star Wars comic I have seen Ewoks in. Oh yeah. Um yeah. for like I'm they sure are annoying in the book. I like that the the at one time when they're flying the Ewoks and they're like, Don't touch that, don't touch yeah, that. Yeah, but I, yeah. I that's what I liked about it because they were no more or less annoying than like I don't know, like the fucking Bamps in Yeah. Yeah. Uh and Wolverine and the X Men, like just yeah, that's a good place for the, as the for the, Ooh, the universe. Cutesy and obnoxious, and like I, I thought they fit in really well. I was actually very happy to see. I'm not a Ewok hater, first of all, because that's I the never first movie them. I saw. You know, uh, it was something I never noticed that they didn't blink until yeah. until they added blinks in the most recent update. I cannot wait. We're almost there. Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Uh, yeah, we'll be watching what Star Wars Episode Three, the end of this month. Yes, yep. the end of oh this my. month. Boy, then, uh, the, then we're finally done with the bad ones. Yeah, the time has flown. But yeah, so Shattered Man. Uh, Shattered Memories. They got me doing it. Shattered Memories. Shattered Empire, number one. It was a good little start, but it, it, part one of a book. I, I also read... I did read all the spoilers. I, the, I'll be damned if I'm going to read that that actual novel that's like, oh, yeah, this is the first post-Jedi novel. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read that, okay? I know it looks cool, whatever, but it's apparently see, not bad. That, but, yeah. So I just read all the I read all the spoilers from it. Because I only... Anyways. Yeah, the, what, there's a gay character and people are losing their shit? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's apparently a gay character in it, and people are. Boo. And I don't, I don't even know if anybody like that. Like, I have a Facebook with with thousands of people that I follow. It's great. I love that. Uh-huh. I like Facebook.com/slash Antista. That's me. Come be my friend. Don't care. Uh, anybody's allowed. So my feed is awesome. It's a really good look at the landscape. Uh-huh. And then I just see all these articles like, yeah, that's right. Star Wars has a gay character. Get used to it. And like nobody, Ooh. nobody said. 
anything. Said I, I, my Facebook feed does have a lot of right and left, and like mm. no one is complaining about a gay yeah. character in Star Wars. I think you're preemptive. Well, we already had one. And it was called C3PO. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is true. Well, but, it, but it, like, yeah, like I didn't see. I have heard no complaints anywhere about a gay character in Star Wars. No, uh, I but, think I think people are. I think. But you said something uh, yeah. to defend Star Wars a long time ago. What did I say? Because uh, it was about it was about um, was I, this? I think the Old Republic. Oh, uh, the MMO before wouldn't allow gay people at some point. It wouldn't allow same sex relationships. It wouldn't allow same sex relationships, and you were just like, "Well, you know, it's not that gays don't exist in the Star Wars universe. Like the concept of love, it's very either rare. doesn't exist or like is done has always been done poorly. Lucas doesn't deal with it. <laughs> yes, the, the the only Star Wars film that had the best love affair was the one that Lucas had the very least to do with, and that's Empire, Empire. Strikes Back. Mm. That's the only time that had a natural love affair. That's yeah, or and between the brother and sister. Yeah, <laughs> no, Han and Leia. Like, why are you shaking? Seem natural to me. Yeah, but mm, the. Yeah. No, that that was also something that was shocking to see in Shattered Empire, seeing like Shattered Empire sex to see sex that huh? well, yeah, I mean you don't sex. see it. Yeah, but still. it was very classic Hollywood sex. Like, have a, you ever in a Star Wars anything I, seen no. two player uh, two characters like wake up in bed the next no, morning? No, like that doesn't happen. But that that say that say as as best they can in a PG way. Let's fuck, mm-hmm. and then they wake up and they clearly have just fucked. Hmm. Uh, uh, yes, in that. the Star Wars universe, in an indoor. Uh, Tree Hotel. Yeah, they did, <laughs> they did it in an Ewok tree house. That's yep. got to be pretty hot. <laughs> uh, uh, but outside of outside of Shattered Empire, I read... tired I am, Ewok yeah. Tree Hotel. <laughs> Somebody give me some cocaine. <laughs> uh, there was I read Renew Your Vows 5, the final of the Married Spider-Man series. It was really good. It was really good. I saw some and, spoilers for that. Yep, it had a nice little ending. Um, I saw, but that was another thing. I saw it in an article like... The ending of Renew Your Vows may shock you. I'm like it's a non thing. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. It still won't what they count. Do. I I will say I'm not going to say what the ending is, yeah. but in the Dan Slott is a very smart writer in that mm-hmm. way. One of the, in the text in one of the last like pages, they basically say, "Yeah, this isn't even the ending. My life is always to be continued." So it's them saying this probably sold well enough that this will happen again, and you'll get to see more of these characters in another book at some point. But this is not the status quo. They've already been very clear. Mm-hmm. Like the Amazing Spider-Man book that's going to restart next month. Mm-hmm. That guy is Playboy Tony Stark Spider-Man. He is. He's going to be go. He's an industrialist. He owns his own hey, Parker Industries. He's going around the world. That's like, the all new, all different Amazing Spider-Man. Yep. That's the that's the deal with him. He oh, hadn't heard. What's happened to Pete Pack? Uh, he sold his company's gone big, and he's he's a big rich guy now, man. Is That's it still Peter Horizon. Parker. No, it's Parker Industries. It's still Parker um, Parker Industries. And uh, speaking of spiders, I also read Spider Woman number ten, which was mm. the last issue before Secret Wars, and it was really interesting because they had to they had to wrap up a really interesting story from the previous issue in like half the pages. Mm-hmm. It felt like the writer was told at the last minute, like, no, 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 you're doing this. Like this has stopped. Like now it ends. Like and so he. He wrapped it up in as best a way as possible in the limited space they had. And then it also had the interesting bit where Spider-Woman, uh, Black Widow comes to Spider-Woman. And Spider-Woman's like, no, I quit the Avengers. Remember, that's why I've been doing this shit. I'm not doing the Avengers anymore. And then Black Widow says, yeah, it doesn't count when the world's ending. Like, the world's ending now, you're coming. She's like, god damn it. <laughs> and she just has to put on her spider, her 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 latex Spider-Woman suit and gets back into the action. It's like me doing the show right now. I am exhausted. <laughs> and, you're we- and you're wearing a skin-tight suit, too. Yeah. The first time I considered not doing the show. Oh, Ever. Jesus. I'm so tired. I've been up since 8. Um, wow. Know. And when uh, the show got wow, started. Wow, 11 whole hours? Yeah, 11 hours, but straight work. <laughs> Jesus no, Christ. Chris what you has been today, working Dave? very hard today, Dave. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to give him poop about yeah. it. I finished reading uh, the She-Hulk book uh, by, uh, by Sol Yule. The really great extra lawyery She-Hulk series. Mm-hmm. It, it was really good, and Javier Polito Polito was the artist on it. It was just so awesome. It uh, because Soyul has a background in the legal field. Mm-hmm. He just drops in all these things where somebody says like, "Oh, well, you help me with this." She says, "That's not really my field. I'll direct you to this person." And just all this like legal malarkey. Even putting in legal stuff to make like Tony Stark the bad guy just because he has so many lawyers in front of him who are jerks that then he's like, oh, I didn't even know these lawyers were doing stuff. I hire them so I can look mm-hmm. at the big picture. And also I finished uh, or I read the most recent collection of Silver Surfer by Dan Scott, uh, Dan Slott mm. and Mike Allred. I really so want to go into that. Galactus comes to town and Silver Surfer has to deal with his Galactus past and it's just really cool. I like it quite a lot. 
And also in the Dan Slot world of Marvel, um, Silver Age was 12 years ago. Like the the Marvel universe of the Fantastic Four happened 12 years ago. So you always have to think that way. 12 years ago from now was when Spider-Man got his powers, when the Fantastic Four came to be, when the X-Men formed, and Incredible Hulk got... Uh, Got a little gamma radiation. Cap- Captain America came back 12 years ago. 12 years of superhero. Yeah. Oh, oh Dave. Damn it. Yeah, it was back in 2003. So in 2003, that's when Spider-Man got his start. Um, and uh, then I went into the world of Image with two cool collections that came out today. Really cool collections. So first off was Virgil, which you guys may remember, Dave, you were on the Image Expo episode I did yeah. with, with uh, Danielle. Mm-hmm. Chris wasn't here. We talked about Virgil, which is basically... A wrestler? Yeah. <laughs> no, if only. Wrestler. Too bad it's not about that wrestler. <clears throat> no, it's about... Uh, it is Die Hard, except he's saving his husband. Yes. That's the that one. It's written by, written by Steve Orlando. It's a, it's his dream of an action film. He actually kickstarted the book, and then uh, Image published it. And it's an original graphic novel. It's just about this this cop in Jamaica who gets outed and his boyfriend gets kidnapped and he has to like basically beat the shit out of every every cop and criminal in Jamaica to find his boyfriend again mm-hmm. and- and so it's just... Wait, it's Jamaica, Queens, or Jamaica, Jamaica? Jamaica, Jamaica. Ooh. Which is uh, not Gan- a good place yeah. to be gay, yeah. Which you think is... they're so happy-go-lucky with all that ganja? Not, not if you're gay, apparently. Okay. That's the that's kind of the plot of the book. And Harsh is their mellow, man. And it's a, it's a, it is a fun little book. I didn't love it. It's a nice little action film, though. And, uh, you know, it's, <coughs> it's always fun to read explicit gay sex scenes. I like mm-hmm. that, but... No man, it also when I was reading I was just like, God, they look all so hot and sweaty in Jamaica, just like me. Yuck. Ugh. <laughs> <coughs> Ugh. Sorry. I also have a little cold apologies. God. And then the other image book I read, which people have been suggesting me to for a while, and now I finally got around to reading it, was Descender. What the hell is that? So uh, it's a book by Jeff Lee Meyer mm-hmm. of uh, Sweet Tooth fame and he's also doing oh, the new Sweet Tooth was so good. He's also doing the new X Men books. And this was one of his first image books, and it's a hard sci-fi book uh, drawn by Dustin Wynn, who is one of my favorite underrated artists. He did a great run on Paul Dini's Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. Like He draws an amazing Batman. I love Dustin Wynn's Batman. Mm-hmm. So this book is uh, a hard sci-fi book where robots have been destroyed. This mm-hmm. was in the future. And then giant robots appeared and killed half the population of the universe of this like Starfleet type universe mm-hmm. they get killed by these giant robots and then the response of them once the giant robots disappear then the Starfleet goes crazy and decides to kill every robot and so now there's like one robot left and it's this little boy basically an AI type Haley Joel Osment robot and he is the key to figuring out what those giant robots were and so it is like him, this little boy robot alone with his, the scientist that built him. And I, I honestly don't know where it's going, but it's a really interesting world. And, and again, Dustin Wynn, his, he has like watercolor kind of style to it. It's not a hard line pencil thing. Like it's, it's really good. And it's one of those image volume ones that's 10 bucks. So oh. everybody should check it out. Buy it through the link to Amazon on this week's page. And Chris, the next time you go to a comic shop, that should be your next ten dollars yeah. image purchase. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to. S- yeah. uh, my comic store just moved, Mission Comics. What? But I, yeah, but I don't know. I probably got priced out of the mission. I bet. I don't think yeah. it's anything like that. I think they wanted to open up another artist space because I did see they, oh. they have a Mad Max, tri- a Mad Max Fury Road tribute, tribute art exhibit. Whoa! Uh, opening up That's there. Yeah, cool. really neat stuff. By the way, Hank, a minute ago when you said watercolor, you said it like Hank Hill would. Watercolor. watercolor. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Descender, I'm so glad I waited for the trade because I don't think I could have stood reading just like, oh, one issue, one issue, one issue. The fifth volume of Saga came out today, too, but I have not read that yet. Uh, but this is a big day God, for I'm image so collection. Saga. Well, uh, what did you read volume four? Or? No, okay. I didn't. I have one issue to finish in three, and it was just too daunting <laughs> to jump back in. Jeez. So I can read another volume. Man. But yeah. it's just to figure out where you left off. That, that's yes, the, that's yeah. the hard thing. Man, uh, well, three was so intense. I had to finish three. I had to get to three of the end. This reminds me that Charlie still has my fancy hardcover collection of the first three collections. Damn you, Charlie Barrett. Well, Dave, I know there was a new Walking Dead today, so I have to ask, did you read it? I did. 
I, uh, this is the Walking Dave time yes. of here. So, uh, yeah, Walking Dead issue 146 came out today. Ooh. Uh, way more eventful than last issue, which was just everyone being shocked at all the deaths that happened in the issue before issue that. 144. So, yeah, there was finally, like, people just being dumbfounded and, like, people in the in the community learning about the deaths and Ooh. everyone, you know, run like, rushing to let's go attack these uh the whispers or whatever they are um so there's some good conflict there because you know like like it's a town full of kind of idiots it was this was actually done really good on the show it's like these people are not suited for combat at all yeah they're like house cats that are put in the zoo yeah so yeah the wild yeah yeah. uh they're like everyone's instinct is to attack these people and it's like freaking just telling them no but it, it sets up some it sets up some good conflicts unfortunately the one that they advertise on the cover is not all that done. It's kind of Ooh. it's it's over in one page and the old Walking Dead cover line. Yeah, it's like it, they have the fight and then they apologize and it's like, well, that, <laughs> I, I thought this was going to be a start or something. Maybe it is. Like it, you know, mm. it's like this is a first skirmish and then it leads to bigger things down the line. That's what I hope because that would be cool. But even this, like, I do like this is something different that they haven't really done in the comics. They did it more in the show, like I said, but. The fact that like now now Rick has to be the level-headed one and like not be he doesn't get the, to be crazy or get to tell somebody like, else kick, like hey fuck you I'm gonna do yeah, this just like slowly plan his attack and settle other people down um, so I I'm enjoying that it is still a little bit slow but you know they just had like a half dozen deaths a couple issues ago so when that happens it's kind of they need a breather yeah. like and it they didn't promise it to be like a six issue thing of like oh people are going to die all the time and it's like yeah they they i i'm still shocked that they did such a big a number of deaths a few issues yeah. ago yeah so i was I read the, I was reading it in like the letter hacks section at the end that the that, like 144 the big one yeah was the end of the third compendium right so that will probably get people when they finish reading that to start reading issue by issue which mm. is what happened with me after the second mm. one yep because at that point I knew once you saw Glenn uh, well no because that was still like five issues before that oh that's right but everyone was talking about issue 100 so I just had to jump in at that point and I've been monthly ever since and Ooh. I've given it's been like monthly 50 visitor ever since worth so. of uh, comics I would say yeah that's true I... more than that uh, but um, yeah so I, I, I like that issue Fortunately, I haven't been watching Fear the Walking Dead. I missed this week's episode, and I kind of don't uh, feel uh, you're not, you're motivated not, you don't to feel watch. Bad it. missing it. No. Yeah. yeah, is it I the mean, we're fault about to... of the show or your own uh, aging process? Yeah, it's like I got to be picky with my shows. <laughs> we've got we've got the new fall season coming around, where the TV's bigger stars come out to shine. <laughs> yes. So uh, uh, I can't wait to, to see the... Admiral Baby. <laughs> fucking Gene Shallot over here. <laughs> Uh, that was a Simpsons reference. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I, hey, I'm I'm I've been enjoying Fargo. Like I've been watching first season of Fargo, oh. and oh now, yeah, you bet. I have been doing some light googling while you were talking. Oh and yeah, I can segue from Walking Dead. It was I tried to look up um, the most valuable modern comic books. Okay, uh-huh. uh, like from 1990 I, onward. Kind of it's for, this is according to the website sellmycomicbooks.com. Who okay. knows if they can be trusted because they're the ones uh, asking for the money. <laughs> Um, they list Walking Dead as a good segue because it is oh. the last since, since 1992 Walking Dead number one the first issue of course it did come out of nowhere really like at the beginning it wasn't nobody like, was yes. predicting the big and that's, that's that's a good reason why that is rare no one knew and it's got to be the, it it's got to be the first printing yeah. can't get what, have like as long as you're on there could you look up real quick Ultimate Spider-Man number one uh, no, is I don't know how, how it works. That is okay. not how it works. Yeah, so we'll look like it up top, after the break. It's a top 20 list. Well, it is a, 20, tell- is a top 20 list, and, uh, okay. and the reasoning is fucking awesome. Number two on the list is... Uh, oh, how much do you think it's going for, Henry? Oh, Walking Dead, Walking Dead number, number one. one the first original issue, first printing. Record uh, sale. Uh, $800. Eleven thousand dollars. Whoa! It's eleven thousand dollars. But what? then the second one is Bone. First uh-huh. issue, red logo printing. It's this is all really interesting to me. Three mm-hmm. number three is Spawn one eighty five. Wow. Um, Spawn one eighty five. We got number number five Chew. But then you see the, wow. the dollar values go yeah. go down. It's Chew first issue. Who knew? Chew is awesome. I love Chew. I need to get that today for his homework. Uh, this record sale, two thousand dollars. So we're getting oh, lower at number. And that's good. number five. That's, that's not even rent in San Francisco for a month. Uh, Marvel collectible classics at number six. Spider Man number one reprints three hundred with chrome oh, wait, cover. Spy, as in, oh, okay, uh, eighteen hundred dollars. Eighteen hundred. All right. And some then some weird shit of. Uh, 
customer appreciation retailer appreciation cover of Batman because those are the least printed. No, exactly. Um, But then you get down to like the twenties, and this is where like this gets kind of pathetic. Uh, Uh Let's say number nineteen, Amazing Spider-Man number seven hundred with Steve Steve Ditko cover variant. Oh yeah. How much is this worth? Number nineteen. Number nineteen five hundred. $600. $600. Close. Okay. Number 20 okay. is Uncanny X-Men sketch variant cover uh, record sale. $500. So yeah. when you talk about saving shit that's going to make you rich, <laughs> uh, like, I, it's, uh, like I, I'll quote Louis Black. He's like, I, I love that. He did some joke about George W. Bush sending people $300. He's like, mm-hmm. well, that's $300. I'm rich. That's uh, $1 for the car payment, $2 <laughs> for the mortgage. Like, <laughs> Six hundred dollars would just go right through me, and probably yeah. to a credit a debtor a debtor of some yes. of some kind. Yeah. And like, yeah. if you're carrying around a comic that long, like, that's the, I keep. Oh, this is worth like uh, two hundred dollars on eBay. Like, I've been carrying this for twenty years. Like, <laughs> that's not worth. That's if worth I way more than two hundred. Tw- yeah, if I had twenty dollars in like a bond, yeah, I'm not giving you savings bond. I'm not giving you two. I'm not giving this away for two hundred dollars. No, I. You know, in Daniel Bryan's book, he talks about how he, uh, how yeah. he, you, you read that too. Yeah. How he thought what? his little sister was crazy for not for for putting money in the bank or something. He's like, yeah. I'm buying all these baseball cards. They're going to be worth a ton someday, man. These are the this is the smart investment. But luckily. Daniel Bryan got money in the bank. The briefcase <laughs> uh, a couple years Jesus later. Christ. He did. Well, well, Chris mentioned Dave's homework. And yes. We've got a double dose of Dave homework uh, today. DVD, double dose of Dave's homework. Because you had not finished Justice League. Double dose of Diamond Dog Dave's homework. I Justice League Origins last did, time. I did do them. I did do them. I did Hooray. both of them. So the first one from two weeks ago was uh, Justice League Origin. Origin yeah. uh, which I really liked from the perspective of. I don't I you know I only know the backstories from like as much as they are told in movies. Uh-huh. So you know you know the mythos of everything. Yeah, and I didn't feel like I was ever over my head with mm-hmm. anything in yeah. that. It's it was a great story. It was like a bit light on like developing them as characters. I feel like mm-hmm. um except, uh, for, except for Aquaman Green, and Green, Cyborg. Green Lantern had some good mm-hmm. characterization. Uh Cyborg did too. Um but yeah, like Wonder Woman uh, Wonder Woman, Superman, yeah. Just, meh. Well, in okay, so in the case of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, they all had their own books, and that's where the ah. characterization was going to take place. So it was really only about how they work with each other in mm-hmm. those books, and, and to a degree, the same with Hal, uh, the Green Lantern, and the Flash. Yeah. Cyborg didn't have a book at that time, so the only place you'd see Cyborg characterization was in Justice League, and that was supposed to be your new introduction to. Aquaman the badass and so you're supposed to like oh man what a badass he thinks he should be the leader that's a cool dude yeah look at this guy stop impersonating (laughs) me did you like uh, I thought he was uh, a righteous dude (laughs) uh, did did you like the little reference to super friends how the little girl on TV (laughs) was like yeah Yeah, some good stuff and uh we're the super seven and I I liked uh it had a good ending. It was very movie like. It, it, oh it, man, it totally felt like this is what Jeff Johns would make a Justice League movie yeah. into. Totally. And um, yeah, I like. The, I think if one thing I didn't like is it got too like technical at the end. There was a lot mm. of like the explanation we of how they fixed the, yeah. How do we close the gate? I don't know. We just know how to close the gate. He's it's got like, this stuff in his body, and he closed it. Goodbye, Dark Side. Yeah, the Dark Side's like, I'll be back later. I'll kill you, blue. It, but it started really well. I felt like getting to seeing every new person added into the equation was neat. Mm-hmm. It was a nice and, slow burn, and, and to start with Green Lantern and Batman, not the combo you think they'd begin with. Yeah, it, but also I didn't know. Yeah, they had a good. There was a good little conversation that Batman mm-hmm. and Green Lantern had. Where like we're just dudes. Like everybody yeah. else here is some kind of like mutant or creation. We're just like guys who decided to start doing this. Yeah, or we're to- like yeah. So I, that, like, I, was I like that connection between the two of them. Yeah. I didn't like that Batman was so cavalier, like, well, I'm going to take off my costume now. And also... Yeah, that was weird. And then also he said, I think uh, makes- by taking off his mask, cape, and bat symbol, he was like, well, now they'll read me, read me as normal guy. Really, will they? Will you? You're in super battle armor, Batman. I don't think you <laughs> yeah. maybe understand that. It made sense in the fact that, like, he's in hell, more or less. I don't know where he was exactly, with that, where that well, battle was taking they place. They turned Earth into hell at that point. Yeah, basically. but, like, he's not... He's, He's not anywhere where where somebody can see him and yeah. There's no identity. cameraman yeah. there or anything. True, but yeah. still, it was it was a weird scene. I think it's supposed to be a weird scene. It's supposed to make you all like he's telling this guy he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, uh, the Batman I know wouldn't do that. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I, I didn't hate it from that perspective. I just no. hated it from, like, I don't know, didn't really prove that much. But it was a nice little book, right? What would you rate it on your scale? B plus. B plus. Right. B plus player. I almost feel like that's too high. I'd give it a B minus myself. Eh, B. Okay. But I think I would give an A to the other book that was oh, my homework. really? Ms. Marvel. Uh, yes, I told you. Really like Marvel it. by G. Willow Wilson and art by name not coming. Yeah, I, you know what? A minus. A minus. I, okay. I thought you know Kamal Gotta Khan. Save that a, a for yeah, Kamal Khan was a, a really great character. I mm-hmm. love you know I don't I, I I haven't really had hardcore Muslim friends, but mm-hmm. I can you know I had my you know my parents were a little bit religious when I was younger, so I could mm-hmm. understand that. But like like her plight. Had, like trying to appease her family, but also live her own life, and also be a superhero. Mm-hmm. I, I found all that really neat, and it was like just super charming and cute, and yeah. great like I great like, references and stuff like yeah. that. I like seeing her go through the Peter Parker type situations of I got to do this in high school and be a superhero and yeah. do this. But the I the one difference I was seeing there was that Peter Parker had a doddering old one old yeah. aunt who couldn't watch him be anywhere, and so he could sneak out nights all the time. Meanwhile, she has very strict Muslim parents who are like, you don't go to parties with boys ever. You don't yeah. get to, you have to be home all the time. How can she go out and be in a superhero and shit, yeah. you know? Uh, and also... You think that, that's almost a case where it's like, Mom, Dad, I'm Miss Marvel. Yeah, like, at that seriously. point she just says like, come on, Mom, Dad, I gotta... That's I was getting a little frustrated in that first book saying like you just told your tell her you told yeah. You told that creepy dude who's... Uh, what, Bruno? Yeah. You're not into Bruno? Yeah, not so far. You're not shipping her and Bruno together. No. No? Um, <laughs> hopefully, the next. Well, I, this is one that I think I will probably pick up regularly now. Oh, you think you're gonna get volume two, huh? Yeah. Well, it's a couple volumes in now, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's up to volume three. Volume four comes out next month, I think. Oh, neat. Yeah, it's no, it's a great book. Some people thought it was a slow burn, but I like that's, it. That's uh, that's why it does, I wouldn't even name. There, there, not a lot happens in that first book. Mm-hmm. Like he, she, she becomes Miss Marvel, but. Mm-hmm. She doesn't overcome anything really. She loses she her saves first big one, dude. Yeah, but she also like she loses a big battle uh-huh. and well, is still is, in like shitsville with her parents. It's so her it's all, learning like, to be a superhero, you know. Like it's th- there won't be the status quo. That's why it's a big deal post Secret Wars that she's a member of the Avengers because she's barely a superhero before Secret War. Oh, spoilers. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah. So, well, I'm glad you liked it, Dave. Well, yeah. I was going to hand you the homework pile, but it sounds like Chris just wants to give you chew. <laughs> yes, I well, should give you chew. And I also have I have my first community homework from uh, Zach Beeson. Oh. He left uh, he left me a copy of Lumberjanes. He was reading it oh, on the road right. and finished that is it. Right. Our guest on the uh, Monday Night Movies and bonus time this week for you patrons out there, oh, Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you got the you left got the Lumberjanes community homework. Uh, I think terrible. I think you'll finish it real quick. It'll I think so too. I, I I gave it the first like I read the first few pages and I thought it was really neat. Uh, yeah, it but yeah, neat. it's, it's uh, like Zach left it here for us, and mm-hmm. um, I asked him because at the very beginning of the book, there's a area where you can write like like because it's kind of like a it's supposed a to be for camp, kids, to, like a camp yeah. guidebook. Yeah. yeah, so it's like put your name and your troop number and something else. And he wrote like he wrote his name, but then for troop number he wrote sixty nine, dude. He's <laughs> like okay, this uh, is classic awesome. Beeson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one, Beeson. But I can do two. Tom- I, like I've said, I, I I have the ability to juggle two homeworks because I I think my problem was I was not. I only tended to read either on the bus uh-huh. or like if I was going to go out and like hang out in the park for like twenty minutes. Because yeah, that nice. I mean, especially with the books that you guys give me, I'm not going to take them in the bathroom. That's like uh, verboten, <laughs> not with cool. anything uh, I borrow. I, I, uh, I appreciate you put it, making that line. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Chris, I, I, I make, make no such promise. Yeah. Oh, man, none. I and I'll I take my that. iPad in the toilet. That's fine, but like, uh, by the way, I never bother borrow my iPad for a show. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, who cares? There's poop particles everywhere. There really. Dave, there's pubic hair all over the back of this iPad. It's true. <laughs> well, okay, so Lumberjanes is your official one then, and uh, Chris, will you give him chew? Yeah, all right, I'm pretty sure I, I took it back from my girlfriend, who never reads mm. anything I let her borrow. So let's call the homework chew and Lumberjanes this week. If you guys want to read along with Dave, yeah. I, I always love reading in the comments the people the who are shits. reading along. Is, I love a good funny book, mm. and the chew is fucking awesome. And, so. I, and soon, when I'm done with Descender Volume One, I'm going to put that in the pile as well too, because that is it is a really good one. All right, so we're going to take a break now, I guess. Right, Chris? Yes. I think we're ready. So when we come back, there's a bunch of big news. In fact, a lot of it not having to do with movies for once. Can what? you believe it? Plus, your answers to last week's question of the week and an even more exciting new question. Stay tuned.
everybody, and welcome to the break of LaserTimePodcast.com's top podcast, Cape Crisis. Uh, that may not be based on statistical evidence, but it's number one in my heart, and I hope in yours too. I hope you enjoy this show so much that you can't wait to listen to each new episode and tell your friends about it. And, and also, everybody, I wanted to say congratulations to the people who want all the Marvel Heroes codes. They went really fast. I'm, I'm sorry I've been busy and haven't replied to everybody who had asked um, me on Twitter, oh, can we get codes? But if I didn't reply to you, that is because we ran out. Like, they lasted about 12 hours. They went really fast. I'm going to have to uh, try a little more, I don't know, a specialized way of doing it next time because those went really fast. But again, thank you to our pals at Marvel Heroes for those uh, character codes. They were much appreciated, and I hope we can get some more to give away in the future and better luck next time and again sorry we couldn't give them out to everybody they, they the, the 25 of them went super fast also if you're listening to this on itunes please 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 subscribe give a review it's been a while since i've seen a new review and i really like to see some more the reviews always help seeing lots of reviews helps uh, this uh, it helps people see this more clearly in their iTunes feed and helps it be discovered by new listeners and we really want to be discovered by new listeners all the you know it's it's a competitive world the comic book podcast world and we want to be number one and I I think I can do that but only with your help so please if you haven't done a review yet please do it now also if you'd like to help out lasertimepodcast.com and the whole group here including myself because this is a full-time job for me now I don't have any other any other job going on you can do that through patreon.com slash laser time. We have our own Patreon. Uh, you can pledge $5 a month and you get a lot of really cool exclusives. $10 a month, even more. Or you can give however much you want a month and it, it goes directly to us. It helps fund living. It helps us pay our bills and keep going. And, you know, we're over $9,000 right now and that's a great number split three ways and with all the extra expenses. It's still, it's still good, but it can always be more in, in each, each extra dollar you know, just helps us live an easier life and do more stuff for you guys. So please, if you're not a user on Patreon, really would appreciate that. Also, though, if you wanted to help us out in a way that costs you no extra money, if you're going to buy anything on Amazon, buy stuff through the links on lasertimepodcast.com, including the stuff I suggest in this week's episode page. If you buy what we suggest or buy anything else on there through those links, a little bit of money gets kicked back our way. No extra cost to you. It just helps us out. So if you'd rather do it that way, please, please do. Uh, and lastly, now it's time for the Hank's Corner pick of the week. A new Amazing Spider-Man collection came out this week, and so I'm going to suggest that again. Ever since Peter Parker got his brain back and he's been the Spider-Man again after the post-Superior Spider-Man, has been really good from the really fun first five-issue storyline to Spider-Verse and how exciting that was to the newest collection here, which is Spider-Man fighting the, sa- the the ghost, this industrial saboteur. It's a really fun, interesting book, and it's it's leading Peter Parker in interesting new directions. And so I would suggest picking up this, this new volume or the first volume. There will be links to it on this episode page, and you can buy it through Amazon. And again, help us out. All right, that's it. Now back to the rest of the show. Welcome back to the second half of episode 154 of Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast. Oh boy, it's time for the news, guys. And as I said, this is going to be a lot of news that doesn't have anything to do with the movies. But we will start first with the movie stuff because, because it's a big deal. So people, the, the drama at Marvel between Marvel Studios and Entertainment is, uh-huh. is getting sexier by the minute. It's... <laughs> I've seen it called by uh, one website the Civil War at Marvel. Like, Ooh. people are picking sides. It is now a war between 
Kevin Feige and Ike Perlmutter Clever. over things. And so, this is a civil war where everyone's just rooting for one side, right? Actually, no. It's really? it's a little more. Uh, I yeah, think Feige's so, got the. Uh, got you you all would think, support. but all right. So here's the here's the breakdown as I understand it from reading the news. So Feige didn't like taking all these notes, not just from Ike Perlmutter though, but from the creative council as well. He didn't like Ike. He didn't like Ike, didn't like the creative council. The creative council being the guys the who write the trust. comics a lot of the time. The brain trust comic dudes, mm-hmm. including Joe Quesada, Dan Buckley, and Brian Michael Bendis. And Joss Whedon. And Joss Whedon, now no longer a part yeah. of it. But, so then Kevin Feige went off on his own mm-hmm. and doesn't have to answer the pro model, and he gets rid of the creative council. And then the feeling is that Feige wants way too much control and doesn't want to listen to anybody anymore. Yeah, and, that is shady. And that's not that is shady to the creative side guys, who meanwhile on the other side they don't like Ike because the the creative dudes who work in Marvel Entertainment they don't like Ike because he canceled all the Fantastic Four and X Men stuff as as kind of a bargaining deal with Fox and he's kind of a tightwad. All these stories you hear about him, but that they're getting behind him. Because they're like, well, better the devil you know than this wild man, Kevin Feige, doing whatever he feels like. And so it's also turning into this thing where Marvel Entertainment is still in charge of the TV cha- TV stuff. Mm-hmm. But so this could cause a rift between oh, there not, might not be as much stuff from the TV oh, things no. going into the movies yeah, just as part of that. But then meanwhile, Kevin Feige might work more with Fox. Uh, uh, well... So people are also wondering, oh, were, were they close to getting Fantastic Four back? Was it working? Mm-hmm. And will Feige's change in management, like, will that affect it and get in a positive way or a negative way? It's, that would be kind of hilarious that it took so long for Daredevil to fall back into Marvel's hands, and now it would, <laughs> it would, he would be kept away from movies because he's on TV, and yes. uh, they don't want to put him on. They don't. The divisions don't like each other. It is unfortunate. And so they say it also is like East and West versus each other. It's the West Coast Hollywood and the New York office. And now they're just kind of... It's like the rap war, except it's all white men. (laughs) It's all all white men, mostly Jewish. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it is an interesting situation. Again, uh, it'll... I don't know. I'm a little worried how it's going to shake out for Marvel. Like it's this is the kind of sure stuff it'll be do. okay. I think yeah. I think the movies were such a success because of Feige more than anybody else. And mm. the only uh, thing uh, streamlining the process. Uh, yeah, is, though when you give a creative guy, even a good creative person, too true. much power, that's it's usually where it goes wrong. Yeah, it's where something goes wrong. But meanwhile, Chris Evans says he's going to be around in Cap for a while. He says. They got me as long as they want me, mm-hmm. which is different from what he was saying before. Of when I have my six movies done, I'm not going to be an actor at all anymore. He was and probably he was perhaps probably... they gave him a, a bonus that changed his mind. Well, I think he was probably standing there looking at this is it's pre Age of Ultron, and he's mm-hmm. standing out and he's looking over all the shit he has to do <laughs> and all the shit that he wants to do. And now he just directed a film, mm-hmm. and maybe I was just a thought that I had. Maybe he got that out of his system. He's like, yeah. oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Well, uh, meanwhile, now he just finished Captain America: Civil War, and yeah. he's only got one film left. He's like, yeah, yeah could do more. Keep me around. Well, not keep me around. It's just that, like, well, I did. I directed. My, I did that, so I can always mm-hmm. say I did that. I can always star in these other movies that people may or may not ask me to be in. And when I'm in my fifties, I could direct my own thing. Yeah, and then, like, and maybe I could direct something for Marvel. I mean, maybe. he really mm-hmm. is. He stands to be after uh, Robert Downey Jr. stops doing these movies. Mm-hmm. He's he stands to be the like the big he's name, the top star. dog at that yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I so. He's, he's, yeah, he's higher than um, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, totally. And and Joe and Scarjo. Yeah. Though she, I mean, she's a big deal. Nobody's saying Scarjo ain't a big deal. Uh, also, guys, don't worry. No, no, Scarjo is, is is just the person who actually stars in other movies. Mm-hmm. What is the last Chris Evans film you saw? Or other than his direction, Robert maybe. Downey Jr. movie you saw or can think of? I'm sure Pretty it was rare. a great rom com. The juror. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the rom juror. How about that one where Jamie Foxx played a violin? Nope, Oof, nobody saw that. Boy, that was bad. Um, yeah, oh, he did that one with Robert Duvall that oh, wasn't very well reviewed. Sorry, either. Evan Snowpiercer, you're great. Yeah, he was yeah. great. Yeah. I think I think Chris Evans makes better uh, career choices than RDJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. So, guys, I know you were worried, but don't worry. Jesse Eisenberg says that Batman versus Superman is very serious. So, don't you worry. I did just read a ton of. 
light DC news, mm-hmm. movie news. Well, because they had a they had like a couple big articles on mm-hmm. set photos and all that stuff. So, but Jesse Eisenberg had an interview and he was talking about the film and he was like, "Oh, it's very serious." Like, yeah, great, good to hear. What was that they issued a decree for more Batman and yes. Batman v Superman? I was the other note I had that that the Warner people are just like. Ben Affleck steals every scene he's in, and he is way better than Henry Cavill. I mean, I hope that's the case. If it's just a money issue, like the last Batman movie did about double the last Superman movie. I mean, I think Ben Affleck should be able to act circles around Henry Cavill. I would hope so. And also, if their next film, if they're like, they also seem to be really fast pacing that the, the Ben Affleck solo Batman film as well, so... Yeah, I, though also, how do they yeah. get the... That movie's going to be three hours. They want to do so many fucking things in it. It's too long. And, and the Wonder Woman might be set in, what, World War Two? They still one, say it one? might be a period film. Might be a period film. Oh, <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. Uh. I wonder if the director and, uh, and Gal Gadot will, will sync up during the... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Why well, you went there. You went there first, man. Never, never would you I You took that. it too far. <laughs> All right, in the comic book world, though, so there was the Totally Awesome Hulk. That's the new Hulk book. Yeah. And they were trying to act like, oh, it'll be a big surprise who he is. We're not revealing yet. And people were saying, it's probably Amadeus Cho, right? Mm-hmm. That was correct. It was. Um, it is Amadeus Cho. He will be the new Hulk. And it totally makes sense. Amadeus Cho is a teen super genius. And now he's going to be a Hulk. And... He's one of those... I think he may be the only Hulk. I haven't been seeing any Banner Hulk in um, in the post-Secret Wars pictures that what, I can think of. What are of. his parents like? His parents? Well, he said he's a teen, right? A teen? What? No, no. Or a like, teen. teen. A teen superhero. Teenager. Uh, teenager. So he's still like yeah. dealing with school and oh, family and stuff? I think they're both dead. I think uh, he, he, the way he runs that. around, he's basically an orphan. His... Uh, you know, that was the... Um, uh, that was the... Uh, the the woman who helped build Vision, mm-hmm. uh, the Korean doctor, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was his mom, or that is the same uh. name as his mom. It made a lot of people say, like, "Oh, will we get Amadeus Cho in the next film?" Uh, and oh, okay. So here was another big announcement I wanted to tell you guys about that, that happened just today. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. So one of my favorite things in the She-Hulk book by Chris Soule is Hellcat. Hellcat is a really cool supporting character. She's this ex model who got superpowers and she's fighting stuff. And she is kind of like, she has trouble keeping her shit straight. It seemed the perfect idea for her to have her own series. And now one of my favorite writers, Kate Leth, with artist Brittany Williams, is now going to be doing a Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat book. And they say that it is like the um, train wreck or broad city of Marvel Comics. That she Ooh. is a, a girl that can't, in the, a girl in the big city that can't get her shit together, but is still the superhero. And she is, she learned Kung Fu on the moon and has the <laughs> ability to sense power, mystical powers, which <laughs> they say are going to be, it's going to be adapted in interesting ways. And, it's just like Kate Kate Leth is a very underrated writer. She wrote the Edward Scissorhands book. She just wrote Bravest Warriors books. Hmm. And I follow her on Twitter. I love her on Twitter. And her finally getting a Marvel book is very exciting to me. And so yeah, it's just it's really cool. I'm I'm really excited for her getting their own Hellcat book. And Hellcat so Patsy Walker, the other interesting thing with it being Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, is they're finally pulling in one of the weirdest things about Hellcat. So Hellcat, she, despite not seeming that way and being a 70s character, mm-hmm. she's actually older than almost every Marvel character. Patsy Walker in the 40s or 50s was Marvel's answer to Archie Comics and Girl huh. Comics. Patsy Walker was like their, oh, the Every American Teen Girl Romance Comic starring Patsy Walker. And wow. now they're bringing that into the plot where her mom, when Patsy Walker was a teen, her mom wrote those comics about her daughter. And now they're back in print and she's super embarrassed like, oh, all these Patsy Walker comics are back in print. I'm so embarrassed. Ugh. See, I think I would know this if it would have been Gooped on the Simpsons. Mm. One of those oh, comics that Bart makes out of Lisa Ferroni. I mean, it's basically, well, Lois Lane was the closest yeah. one or... Or the wimpy, what was what do you call Casper the Ghost? The wimpy ghost, Casper the wimpy ghost. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And also, uh, 
brought the fact that he might be Richie Richie. That's one of my favorite lines. That like it was something I didn't get until later. The way Lisa says, like she he saw the emptiness in money and took his own life. <laughs> and then Marta's like, can we, can we liven up the conversation here? And <laughs> talk about suicide. Uh, okay, so here was a question I wanted to ask you guys about. So there was this. Speaking of shows, Frank Cho did this new cover art and it was just this little goof thing and, and guys don't say I'm getting upset like an SJW that's not what I'm saying here but so he did this cover image where uh, Power Girl is getting shot in the boobs or getting shot in the chest by supervillains and she's saying like these bullets just bounce right off me why are they bothering to do it and then Wonder Woman says Psst, they're doing it just to watch your boobs bounce and then Power Girl says men and so all this, all this is on the cover. It's on a cover, yeah. I'm it's a lot curious. of words, but it's it's a dumb joke. <laughs> Who cares? But I am asking, as this I is, I think that was a real I cover. Would I think that that would be no. A he drew it for fans. It was like a fan drawing cover, mm. but it wasn't. It's not one DC's going to publish. He just drew it. But he's. But my thing is with it. Not. I'm not upset that it exists. Uh, this is from a nerd standpoint. I don't think her boobs would jiggle when she gets shot. I think. Uh, <laughs> Because, okay, Power Girl is basically Superman. Her powers are equal to classic Superman powers. Does Superman's hair move Mm. in the wind? Does his, like, does his... Does his skin ripple when a bullet hits it? No! It is granite skin. So just because her breasts are like, you know, they're fatty pouches that will... Uh, a human breast will jiggle. Mm. These are the these are the rock hard tits of steel. These are tits uh, of steel, man. But do I, you think it's that way during sex? I don't think that'd be fun. Maybe it wouldn't be, but I think that is how it would is, work. Wait, 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 wait. Like I doubt is, Superman's balls move all that if, much. If you, if, <laughs> if you have sex with Wonder Woman, is there no cushion for the pushing? Uh, I would bet. No way, man. If you've really, so it's this, like banging your pelvis up against Adam. Yeah. Well, if you would imagine having sex with somebody who's like in like zero percent body fat, perfect shape, like they would be super tough muscles. I, you'd be mm. bouncing up against. Think, man. Is it just Luke Cage? The only That's one where what, the skin is specific yeah. to the power. It's specifically unbreakable, but I mean, Superman's skin's unbreakable too. You're not going to break his mm. skin. He doesn't bleed. The same with like. Well, I would bet. Physics would work in that Superman's balls, I would think, would swing sure, sure. during sex. <laughs> but they'd also be taking down nightstands. And oh, but man, could Lois Lane deal with like having balls slap against yeah. her? Like yeah. she'd have one bruise. That taint. would wreck her. That would wreck her, man. So maybe he maybe has like, to, like two tiny wrecking balls hitting her. I would think Superman of... probably needs super like, like a, a, a special like a, underwear to hold his dick yeah. ball balls scoop? into place. He can only yeah. have sex through his boxers. Yeah. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> just like me, uh, holding the, the sheet. The, yeah. You're just imba- you you just do that because you're embarrassed about your uh, my, body hair, my right? asshole hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah. So that's that's all I'm saying. I just don't think boobs jiggle when they're shot on the chest. Like I, again, I think that would be a tremendous waste of bullets. Like the cost of bullets <laughs> is not worth. Go on the internet, dude. You well, also jiggle, and when they deflect. Like, those can ricochet back at you. That's a dangerous thing, yeah. shooting bullets at somebody, man. Uh, well, all right. I just wanted to say that, to have that nerdy conversation about it, like, I just mm-hmm. don't think boobs would jiggle. A, a bulletproof super boobs would jiggle if shot upon. That's all. And maybe that, do- mm-hmm. and maybe that does ruin your sexual fantasies of having sex with Wonder Girl and squeezing on them boobies. But yes. sorry, they'll basically be like bowling balls that they don't mm-hmm. no give to a man. That's, that's what I say. Well, kind of like China in that one porno she did. For <laughs> I didn't watch. I didn't watch it. She never was well. a She-Hulk. Okay, so the last news story I want to talk about was one of the bridge to journey. Uh, sorry, the journey to Force Awakens books uh, is that's really interesting to me. The Starman team. So Starman was one of my favorite books in the '90s, written by James Robinson, art by Tony Harris. They are teaming back up again for a C-3PO book of all yeah. things. So. <clears throat> C-3PO, I didn't even know this, C-3PO has a red arm mm-hmm. in Force Awakens. And they, this will explain I don't believe why he has a new arm. The, the comic revealed that. Oh, does it? it? I, oh, okay. I, I didn't see it anywhere else. All right. You want to know my theory? He gets it from uh, Snake. <laughs> you see, he finds Snake's body and like, all right, big boss, I'll use this. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. No, not real. But yeah, I... Man, he's going to be so mismatched. He's already got a silver, like, calf, and now he'll have a red arm. It's again, guys, watch yeah. out. A lot of you people don't notice uh, C-3PO has a silver calf. Hmm. Half his leg is silver because it had to be replaced, and he couldn't find a gold one. Ah. And throughout the and entire... paint does not exist in this world. <clears throat> gold paint for droids, they just didn't have time. The Rebels, I guess, didn't have access to it. 
and the, or Bail Organa never bothered to redo it. See, because Bail Organa gave him the gold plating. That's then, ah. but then he lost a leg and it was replaced with the silver one while on the ship. And Bail just never got around to it, probably because he was on the run from the Empire at that point. All right, so yeah, that is the news. Let's get into the question of the week, guys. So last week's question of the week was, what old game uh, would you like to see get a, a superhero game, get an HD remake akin to Deadpool as uh, getting this November? Uh-huh. All right, so starting with Aimbot Master says, Marvel, baby! Uh, especially since Disney owns Marvel and they could use it for a Disney X Capcom NES games of yore. I don't think oh. that's going to happen, buddy. Failing that, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance... I just think you want want Scrooge McDuck in the next MVC. That Mm. needs to happen. Uh, Failing that, Ultimate Marvel vs... They want Marvel Ultimate Alliance or X-Men Legends multiplayer dungeon beat-em-ups from the last two generations. Yes, that would be great. Lots of people said that one. Zap Razdauer says, Darkness 2, easily one of my favorite comic late-gen games. I love the gorgeous comic style, compelling story, and fun as balls gameplay. Plus, it ended on a cliffhanger, so I would love the possibility of a remaster funding a third game. Though I don't think it did great, so we may never see a sequel. I'm trying to see if it's still available. Death by Snoo Snoo said, I would love to see Maximum Carnage remade with sharper graphics, controls, and a souped-up soundtrack. At least you can still buy Darkness 2 on Steam. A low, low price of $30. Yes. Boy, that's 2K. Uh, that. <laughs> sale, sale culture, people. Sale culture. Uh, <laughs> Awkward Loser says, X-Men Legends 1 and 2. I need an X-Men team game, and I need it bad. Playing games. as Rogue and Marvel Heroes isn't cutting it. The <laughs> first thing they need is to replace Magma with Kitty Pride because she really is uh, took a shine to some in other media page. She needs more stuff on her in other media page. I agree. Kitty Pride definitely needs some more stuff there. And I, I hope Ellen Page is back as Kitty Pride someday. She is. She was really underrated in that role. She really does need a career boost again. <laughs> yeah. See, again, you come out of the closet, you don't get as many jobs. Everybody's I, I like, oh, she, she can only play lesbians now. I think she's destined for sitcom stardom. Uh, you mean like Three a prestige girls? sitcom, kind of like, something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see she'll that. never be a movie star again. But uh, nah, probably not. Well, she just starred, or she will star in uh, what could be an Oscar thing for her. It's her and Julianne Moore playing the uh, a famous gay couple, <laughs> a fam- the famous gay couple who sued and got the start of the ball rolling on li- marriage uh, equality. Blah blah blah. Dango Mushi said there was an odd beat 'em up on the Dreamcast called Spawn in the Demon's Hand. It was fast and <clears throat> stupid, but still kind of fun. I had never heard of that one. Yeah, was that the Namco one? I think so. Because that but, was why Nam. That's why Spawn was in Soul yeah, Calibur because they were Dreamcast working with Namco. Dreamcast was lousy with other beat 'em ups that uh, <coughs> were more worth of time. Mm. Like uh, was that no Zombie Revenge. And, Ugh, uh, Dynamite Cop. Dynamite Cop was great. I love yeah. that one. Uh, so again, apologies for the coughing, guys. Uh, John Wizzle says, I really want to see a new Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but if I can be honest, I want a remaster of Neversoft Spider-Man for the PlayStation. Mm. As a huge Spidey fan, that was the first game to really blow me away. Sure, you couldn't go everywhere, and your webs went magically up in the air, but there were so many characters and cool bonus features that I think I must have played the game 20 times through. To try uh, emulating it. Mm, yeah, there was a PC version. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hitler me this Batman says, Superman Returns. Seriously. I only ever played the demo on 360, but I poured hours into just flying around Metropolis. It was Grand Theft Superman. You could pick up anyone and just leave them on a giant smokestack and a tall building hey. to starve to death. You could throw one car into traffic and cause a huge chain reaction of explosions. It was perfect example of why I shouldn't be given superpowers. <laughs> I just I like how in that game they gave um, Superman didn't have a health bar. Metropolis did. Mm-hmm. It gave you a reason to protect Metropolis, but yeah. that is the problem with an open world Superman game that Where they all don't you do want is punch Superman robots and rescue cats. Yeah, you, that, that you don't was not want, too great. Well, the DC overlords don't want Superman to hurt civilians but that's all you'll want to do in a grand theft auto game somebody yeah. will want to do that See, what i like about that game is if you uh, just have metropolis hide behind cover mm-hmm. and then gets itself back and then, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh moop said i'd love a high-res remaster of astro boy for the gba nice. maybe done yeah. like the Mega Man collection I know he's manga, but he's technically a superhero. Hey, I agree with this one, man. Uh, and he's a superhero who happens to fire machine guns out of his butt. <laughs> Other than that, I don't remember a lot of good superhero games worthy of a remaster. No, that one totally works. Michael Grimm is Elite says, Ultimate Destruction, the Incredible Hulk mm. game. 
It just turned 10, and it's a damn shame yeah. it never got a sequel. It, at the very least, I would accept an HD remaster. Yeah, Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction was the best. It was so good. It was. It then became Prototype. Like, mm-hmm. that was the game series Prototype. Mm-hmm. All right, Dreamsphere. Uh, for me, it has to be the Punisher game for the PS2, Xbox, and PC. I love the quick kill torture moments of the game, which elevated it above the crappy third-person shooter it is. The first ten seconds, you control the Punisher and save a woman being attacked, instantly killing the goon, punching a guy's nose into his brain in one moment, uh, in one movement, not batting an eyelid. It really made you feel like you were the Punisher. But, again, I bet because that's a THQ game, I wonder if, like, who even has the, who even has, like, the file for that to to HDify it. Con Ritter says, Dave stole mine with Spider-Man 2. It'd be incredibly bizarre for a movie tie-in from two franchises ago <laughs> to get a re-release. Sure would. But the gameplay was just so good. Stranger Swi- things have happened. Swinging around New York City, busting thugs in Spidey's iconic rogues gallery never felt so good. So those were all the best answers to last week's question. Like, thanks, everybody, for all Seriously. that. Uh, I always appreciate that. It got up to three pages. This was the most answers nice. I had seen in a while on that thing. So thanks, guys. They I- had a lot of answers last week, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Up to four pages. They usually get three. All right, Dave. It's not we're a, a contest. We're a peak, a no, contest. I'm just saying we're at peak <laughs> answers right now. Everyone, every show is getting more answers than ever. I know. VGA got more answers than mine. I get it. I get it. Probably close. Uh, well, Dave, you, uh, you had this week's question of the week suggested. Yeah. So why don't you just say it? Well, yeah, inspired by like how I do my homework. Mm. I, I never read in the bathroom because I, I don't want to you know soil your 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 guys's comics. Right. Uh, but like when it's in my when it's an iPad, I go just go to the town. But <laughs> um, yeah, the question is, where do you read your comics? Where do you where do you read, read your, comics? your comics? Do you hear me lament my stupid uh, room I rearrange where I don't yeah. I get no light oh, yeah. in my bed? Where it's usually where it used to be? It's where I usually read comics, but I'm usually reading them digitally. Mm. I can do it with the lights out, but then I try to pick up a physical issue and like there's not enough light. There's no light source where anywhere. my bed is. Yeah, wow. so like, but but I had done that for a while just because I'll usually bike home. Get my comic out of my bag that I just bought and sit down on the couch. So it's weird. Physical comet, mm. comics on the couch where there's a ton of natural light and a stereo that I can play my uh, comic book reading Pandora channel, which oh. is either Explosions in the Sky or the uh, soundtrack to the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Oh, I, don't, I don't listen to anything reading comics. Uh, no uh, lyrics. I, I, no well, lyrics. Yeah, I wouldn't. If I listen to anything, it would be no lyrics. I. I have a jazz channel on uh, on Amazon Music that, that I jazz. listen to. And, but yeah, it's it is I try it as writing music sometimes. I still write better silent, but I think with music I would I wouldn't write as feverishly like type 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 You gotta breathe in these types, son. Yeah, I know. I, I need to I need to get better at that. Uh, you know where I read it, I definitely read it on the train. Mm-hmm. Though I got sensitive about reading I, somebody once at a station when I was reading a Spider-Man book, they just walked up and looked at what I was reading and saw it was Spider-Man and were just like, you shouldn't be reading that. And walked away. And this is one of those little tiny things that, like, I should have just said fuck you to him. And Like, you should be reading War and Peace or, like, a better I don't know. In the, but it, it's something that stuck with me. Clearly, I, it obviously hurt my feelings that I still oh, remember from now. Uh, like, can you describe this person? Like, well, who, what is it? Like, a, was it a professor? It was a young, it was a 20, it was like a 20-something You should have winked at him and then, like, pulled a Bible out from in between. <laughs> <Spider-Man>. <laughs> oh, you, I got you. You thought, let me tell you about the real good book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I get a little sense of that but i was just reading descender the the book on the train i think now really i'm just so i do the train so well that like i i just disappear into myself and i don't know where i am or who's next to me it'd be be kind of easy to steal from me honestly if you could like just cut into my pants pocket and take Mm. the stuff out of it that's why i always sit with the wallet on the inside so nobody can get to that uh yeah so i read on the train but i also read in bed and the toilet uh but bed and the toilet are more so i do read comics off my phone panel to panel i know chris that sounds crazy to you uh, but and and as somebody had money for a tablet and got one that doesn't read comics (laughs) it used to it used to read comics don't anymore uh but yeah that that's mainly where i read if i read a tablet i read the tablet but uh yeah that's that's where i read in bed the toilet and on the train in mass transit yeah i usually the train I wish I had a sitting yeah. chair to read comics, a yeah. reading chair. And I also don't sit on my couch, but that's also because I kind of just put too much. I just have this thing of like, uh, came home, dumped shit on my couch. Yeah. Really need to clean my, the shit off of my couch. Well, I'm like, when I'm on my couch or on my bed, I'm like, well, I should be playing a game or watching a show. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And yeah, I, I try to do the bus, but I'm not on the bus for that long. I'm mm-hmm. maybe like 20 minutes tops, and I have to be, I have to sit down. Yeah, and uh, I would still get I would get car sick on the bus reading. Like I can't do it on the bus when I can see the streets. Like it still gets to me. Being down underground with just like darkness, uh, it's I can I can forget I'm moving, but um, I'll get car sick on a bus. Yeah, and, and uh, sometimes like if you know like if I have a Friday free or if it's like early enough in the day. I'll go like I'm two blocks away from a park, so I'll just oh, like, that's nice. I'll buy like a, I'll, I'll I a live bottle. I live pretty of water. close to a park too. I should do that more often. Yeah, it's only when I'm reading like a fancy book, Ooh. like uh, like pro. Like, is it like text? Like no, no pictures? No, something that like, oh, it, like might Watchmen. In, it might be assigned. You know, something I'm like. I brought mouse to the park. I'm like, uh, yeah, I oh, bet totally. I look, I look smart as fuck mm-hmm. with this. Or, the, or you're in a freshman uh, English class. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. All right, so that's our answers. Where do you? Le- you can even tell us the weirdest place you've ever made Whoopi. I mean, read a comic <laughs> book. You can, you can tell us that. Do it on the forum page. There'll be a link to it on this episode page, which you'll find on LazerTimePodcast.com. And that's the home of all the great things we do, which is supported by patreon.com slash laser time. But what would you guys say is the worth plugging on laser time this week, Chris? A uh, new episode of laser time. I'm currently laughing at a gif of Mace riding a rep- yeah. reptile wagon. Uh, figure <laughs> out why in this week's episode of laser time. Uh, we talk about the soundtracks of summer. If you want to see said gif, follow laser time on Twitter. And uh, in the stream I worked on uh, this today, actually super hard, but it should be up on youtube.com. Yeah. We tried to recreate the attitude and the, uh, the environment and the feel of the PlayStation launch 20 years ago. Literally mm-hmm. changed the medium of games. Yep. And so we, we five games in a very short period uh, that were all launched on the same day with a couple of PlayStation launch commercials from around the world. Cheesy, awesome, bad, great. Yeah, um, one of our best streams, I think. I, I, I really enjoyed it. it. Yeah, and I hope I hope it gets at least a thousand views. Nope. <laughs> uh, and also, guys, hey, if you need a comic book reason to listen to that laser time, it uh, the cover image is Kissed by a Rose Seal from yeah. Batman Forever. He's got the bat signal behind him. Mm-hmm. Dave? Uh, so, yeah, we also had Cheap Popcast. New episode. Sad Cheap Popcast. Yeah. I loved it. It was, was fun. I need to I, listen it was to fun. it. It was a neat little twist. I we, There were four different people who have uh, been in, gotten in trouble lately mm. uh, it, for reasons that are mostly wrestling related. And uh, I tasked the four of us that were around for that episode to each defend them, just a sentence, like, mm-hmm. you know, just a lighthearted way to cover some kind of depressing stuff. My defense for Snooka would have been, he's got stomach cancer and dementia, he'll be dead in a year anyway. He did just not let have him, 30 years ago. But just I let think, him die. And, and I also think that there, it's possible that that's being trumped up. But anyway... There's that episode, and um, yeah, next week there's a new Patreon $10 level match commentary. We're going to start mm-hmm. covering some Sting matches. Oh, boy. Sting's very much like a comic book character. So, he yeah. sure is. He even started his own comic in the 90s, Ooh. the WCW comic book for Marvel Comics, early 90s. Classic stuff. Paul Heyman was in it, too. It's it's so great <laughs> to look at. Uh, and well, also, there's Talking Simpsons on Patreon as well. You're missing out on that. Brand new episode this week. And also... Real special VG Empire 100 yeah. just went live. The video game music podcast hosted by Brett. We all named like our favorite song, and it, it was edited together into yeah. its own thing. It was really cool. I thought it was cool too. It is even a great though, jumping on yeah. point. Well, even well, though uh, Chris threw hella shade at me for picking DuckTales Moon. No, I didn't. What? Yes, that's did? a great song. You said it was such an easy choice to make. <laughs> And that you wanted to pick something obscure. He said, pick your favorite song. That's true. I'm not picking the most obscure song. I didn't say it was bad. I said it was hack. But I'm I'm glad somebody did it because it's a great song. It deserved to be on there. Nobody wanted to be, but everyone wanted to be more imaginative and get a deeper cut. It is cut. no my choice. Mm. Um, There's yeah. two air zongs on there, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, and also, VG Game Apocalypse this week. Brett, uh, Brett, me, you, Dave, and mm-hmm. Chris all are on it with Mikkel Raparez yeah. talking about the PlayStation. Well, actually, no, no not the PlayStation launch, but like late gen games coming out on systems, uh, Nintendo and 3D Mario games, all this interesting stuff. It was a real packed show. Man, we recorded so many hours this week, and we appreciate all you listeners giving it a listen. So until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!